This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 88. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. And to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I'll talk more about at the tail end of this episode. So this week, the first week of September, I wanted to jump back into the latest news and rumors from Canon rumors, Nikon rumors, Fuji rumors, and the Sony Alpha rumors universe websites. So let's go ahead and get into this. Let's do this. All right. So first up, there has been some chatter about the future of the EOS M system once again, after a report surfaced last week that the system would be shuttered as soon as 2021. This isn't a new phenomenon. The death of the EOS M system has been talked about since the launch of the EOS R system back in late 2018. While Canon has continued to release new EOS M camera bodies, the lens lineup is still limping along with no apparent direction or excitement. So is the death of the EOS M greatly exaggerated? Not according to two people uh, Canon Rumors spoke with this week. One of them is privy to the roadmap going forward, and I am told that there is nothing in regards to the EOS M in 2021's roadmap. The source called this unusual, but cautioned that the current global challenges may be the reason and that a roadmap could be updated later in quarter, uh, the fourth quarter of 2020. Another source claims that the system is going to go away, but not in 2021. Canon is still working on the transition plan away from the EOS M system. Neither source wanted to talk about an APS-C RF mount camera at this time. So I do find this interesting. Now, the EOS M system has been out for a while. It was Canon's first mirrorless cameras, but of course they were all APS-C. And for some odd reason, Canon decided to create a totally different mount system for the EOS M. And that was a head scratcher for a lot of people, including myself, because I was thinking, okay, you already have the EF mount and the EFS mount. Why didn't they just make their mirrorless system use those existing mounts? Or, and of course it might've been too soon, they could have done the EOS M bodies with the RF mount. But again, you know, the RF mount might not have been fleshed out at that time. But I did find it was so strange that Canon came out with this little line of APS-C mirrorless cameras and created a whole new mount for it, but then they didn't do a whole lot with the mount. There's not a lot of lenses out there for the M mount, and I don't think any of the third-party manufacturers have been doing M mount lenses, so the whole thing just seemed kind of odd to me. Now, there are a lot of rumors circulating around the internet right now that Canon is planning to shift focus and do an APS-C RF mount series of cameras. We'll have to wait and see if that's actually going to happen, but it would make a lot more sense. And that's exactly what Nikon is doing with their Z mount. And Sony's been doing with their A series, uh, like their 6400 series cameras and their A7R. You know, they use the same um, E mount 
And, you know, whether it's crop body or, or full frame, you can use the same lenses on both. So it would just make more sense that Canon would finally decide to do the same thing. So we'll have to wait and see if they will come out with some RF mount APS-C bodies in 2021. Now that previous story does tie into the next one, the RF mount APS-C cameras coming in second half of 2021. The on-again, off-again rumors of an APS-C R-mount body appears to be back on today. A known source has told me, this is Canon Rumors again, that the APS-C RF mount camera was initially slated to be announced in early 2021, but has been pushed back to the second half of 2021 due to the current pandemic and the shortage of materials and supplies and stuff like that. It's obviously too far out to know any sort of reliable specifications, but I was told that it was not going to be an entry-level product, but a higher margin camera built around speed and a smaller footprint than the EOS R5 and R6. And he wraps up this short blurb with uh, more to come as details emerge. So there again, there is a uh, continuing talk and rumors swirling around the possibility of RF mount or R mount uh, APS-C bodies coming in 2021 from Canon. But again, we're going to have to wait and see if any of this actually comes about or if it's just strictly, you know, baloney rumors and conjecture at this point. You know, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Rumored Canon EOS M7 camera specifications and the end of the line for the EOS M. So again, we're still on this topic at uh, Canon Rumors. Uh, more specifications for the Canon EOS M7 rumored to be announced this year are making the rounds on the web. I cannot confirm these specifications, but I figured I'd post them anyway. The rumored price tag here doesn't fit as a follow-up to the EOS M50. The Canon EOS M7 specifications are rumored to be as follows. A 32 megapixel APS-C sensor with uh, DPAF2. Uh, the uh, in-body image stabilization, slightly renewed Digic LSI processor, a cheaper EVF at 2.36 million dots, dual SD cards, speed limits are the same as four-year-old cameras, so probably UHF, uh, UHS-1, 12 frames per second serial shooting without AF active, 4K from 24 frames to 60 frames using all APS-C sensor sampling, 1080p up to 120 overheating can happen uh, can happen at 120 frames per second c log mode for marketing purposes and a price tag of $1600 the second part of this rumor suggests that canon will be killing the eos m line as early as sometime in 2021 that means no more cameras or lenses for the system and it will be left to the history books in favor of the eos r platform I have heard this a couple of times over the last few months, but all of that information has come to be uh, come to me anonymously, and I haven't put much stock in it, and I'm still not sure what to think about it. I'm hoping someone will reach out with some clarification on this rumor. Does this mean that an APS-C EOS R camera is coming? I haven't heard anything more about it, but it has been talked about a lot over the last year or so. I also know that an RF 18-45 non-L lens is coming in 2021. This would be a very odd full-frame lens for the EOS R system. Historically, we've always had an 18-55 or 18-45 kit lenses for the APS-C bodies only. 
All of this is an unconfirmed or CR1 rumor, so please treat it as such and take everything in this post with a grain of salt. So again, you know, like I mentioned uh, in the previous segment, uh, whether or not this is actually going to happen, who knows? It's strictly rumors and conjecture at this point, but it would make sense for Canon to do that. Um, like I said, being that Nikon is doing that with their Z-mount full frame and APS-C bodies, and Sony's been doing it for a while now. So we'll just have to sit back and wait and see what happens. Here is the Canon Cinema EOS C70. I have been inundated with Canon Cinema EOS 70, uh, C70 images lately. Unfortunately, I cannot publish them all. However, the above image is the new cinema camera. I've been told by multiple sources that the official announcement for the Canon Cinema EOS C70 will be on September 24th of 2020. I hope to be able to publish this full specification sometime this upcoming weekend, so stay tuned for more information on that. So again, there's not a ton of information on this rumored C70 cinema camera. It does look intriguing, though. Um, the image that's posted does look interesting, and it looks like it could be a good camera. Maybe this will be something that's um, a bit less expensive for people that want to do more dedicated videography work, but they don't want to spend $10,000 for a C3. 300 Mark III or 15 to 20,000 for a C500. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but it is interesting. And I'm wondering if it only has a two digit designation for the model number, the C70, you know, 70 being the two digit designation versus the three digit designation for the C300 and C500. If maybe this means that this is going to be more of an entry level cinema camera. But again, we're going to have to wait and see. There's not a lot of details on this yet. But hopefully he'll be able to post uh, more on this story this upcoming weekend. We'll just have to wait and see. Next up, select Canon cameras can now auto backup to Google Photos. Google has added support to the image.canon app to allow automatic backups to Google Photos. If you're not comfortable with backing up to Canon's cloud solution, this is probably a great feature for you. Now, this comes from Google, quote, with the latest version of the image.canon app available on Android or iOS and a compatible Canon camera, you can choose to automatically transfer original quality photos to Google Photos, eliminating the hassle of using your computer or phone to back them up. In addition to a compatible Canon camera, the image.canon app, you'll also need a Google One membership to use this feature. To help get started, Canon users will get one month of Google One free, providing access to up to 100 gigabytes of cloud storage, as well as other member benefits, such as a premium support from Google experts and family sharing. You can download the new version of the image.canon app at both the Apple App Store and Google Play stores, and that is coming from Google directly. Now, this is definitely interesting. Um, some people are definitely going to like this feature. I know there's a lot of photographers out there that like to use Google Drive um, and Google Storage, so this will probably be something that they'll be interested in. Now, for the list of compatible cameras, I'm going to give you the rundown right here. It's quite a few cameras. It looks like this is going to be supported by the EOS R5 and R6, of course, the EOS R, the RA, the RP, the 5D Mark IV, the 6D Mark II, the original 6D, the 90D, 80D, 70D, 77D, the EOS Rebel T6S, 
the EOS Rebel T8i, the EOS Rebel SL3, the EOS Rebel T7i, the Rebel SL2, the Rebel T6i, the Rebel T7, the EOS Rebel T6, EOS Rebel T100, the EOS M5, the M5 Mark II, and the EOS M6. Uh, I'm sorry, the first previous one was the six, uh, EOS M6 Mark II, the EOS M50, the EOS M200, and the EOS M100. So quite a few cameras are on the compatibility list for this feature. Now, I'm not sure off the top of my head how much Google's charging for this Google One uh, premium membership. So whether or not it's going to be a realistic option for people, I don't know. I know historically when it comes to cloud storage, I stick with Apple's iCloud stores because they're cheaper than everybody. Dropbox is way more expensive per month for way less storage. So is Google, so is Microsoft, so... I've personally stuck with using iCloud storage. I have the two terabyte plan and it costs me, I think less than $10 a month. And most of the other cloud storages for 10 bucks a month, you get a few extra gigs and that's it. And I'm, you know, I'm getting two terabytes for ten, for $10 or less per month. So to me, it just made more sense to stick with Apple's iCloud storage. Next up, patent. Lots of fast RF prime lens optical formulas. Keith over at Nightlight Images has uncovered a patent at the USPTO that shows Canon working on a lot of fast prime RF lenses. The optical formulas in this patent include the Canon RF 50mm 1.8, the RF 80mm 1.4, the RF 8514, the RF 8518, the RF 100 F2, the RF 135 F2, and the Canon RF 300mm F2.8. These obviously won't all become consumer products, but I think it shows Canon is working on longer fast primes for the RF mount. Now, this is definitely some exciting news because I know a lot of people that are shooting with the R and RP and now the R5 and R6 have been hoping that Canon would get some of these uh, what are considered staple lenses released in the near future in the RF mount, and it looks like Canon is definitely working on that. So that's exciting. It's going to make a lot of R-mount photographers very happy. I personally would love to see a 100mm F2 and the RF 135 F2 to replace my EF 135 F2, which I sold a little while back. Um, I would love to have that focal length again, although to be honest, I didn't use it a whole lot. I may just um, end up going with an RF 85mm for portraits and skip the 135. I haven't decided yet. Now, the RF 300mm f2.8 would be a great lens to have, but I can imagine with it being 300mm and f2.8, it's not going to be cheap. So more than likely, it's not going to be a lens that I'm going to buy, but it's still exciting for a lot of other people out there. Canon confirms addition of Canon C-Log 3 Cinema Raw Light, lower bit rates, and more for the EOS 1DX Mark III and the EOS R5. While Canon has just released new firmware for both the EOS R5 and the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III, it appears they're already hard at work on the next update for each camera. Canon has gone ahead and confirmed our previous reports that feature uh, about feature updates for the Canon EOS R5 and additionally the 1DX Mark III from Canon. Quote, in addition to the EOS R5 firmware version 1.1.0, Canon is already working on future uh, further future updates in response to feedback from the 1DX Mark III and EOS R5 community. 
Canon plans to introduce the following video recording features through a series of future firmware updates for these models. For the 1DX Mark III, Canon C-Log3 option, lower bitrate option for 5.5K raw video recording, lower bitrate option for all IPB video recording modes. For the Canon EOS R5, Canon C-Log3 option, lower bitrate option for 8K raw video recording, lower bitrate option for all IPB video recording modes, addition of 120 frames per second option for full HD 1080p. So again, these are some exciting new updates that are going to be added to these two cameras in the near future with future firmware updates, and it'll give users of these bodies a lot more options, especially for video and better options for their C-Log as well. So definitely something that's going to make a lot of Canon shooters excited and happy. So it is good to see that Canon is listening to their community of 1DX Mark III and EOS R5 shooters. Okay, so that wraps things up for Canon rumors that this week. Let's move on over to Nikon rumors. Nikon registers two new wireless remote controllers that will replace the current WRR10 and WRT10 models. Nikon registered two new unannounced wireless remote controllers, the N1839 and the N2012 with the Taiwan NCC. Both devices support 2.4 gigahertz, um, and let's see, 2.425, 2.50, and 2.475 and are most likely the successor to the Nikon WR-T10 and the Nikon WR-R10 that have been out of stock for a while. Same with the Nikon WR-R10 and WR-T10, WR-A10 wireless remote adapter set. These have all been out of stock for a while, so it does make sense that Nikon is preparing to release new wireless triggers. So that's great news for Nikon shooters. I know uh, I've seen some people posting on the internet on some of the photography groups I'm in asking what's going on with the dwindling supplies or, or the fact that none of the older wireless triggers can be found currently. And now it looks like we may have an answer to that. So that'll definitely be exciting for the Nikon shooters. They will have some new wireless triggers to use with their camera bodies, hopefully soon. Next up, Nikon Z50 firmware update version 2.01 has been released, and this is as of September 1, 2020. Today, Nikon released a firmware update version 2.01 for the Z50 mirrorless camera with a fix for a minor error when using Korean or simplified Chinese languages. No need to update unless you're actually using one of those languages. Quote, this firmware fixed character, character display issues that occurred when Korean or simplified Chinese was selected for the language item in the camera menus. No update is required if the language item in the menu for your camera does not list options for Korean or simplified Chinese. So it's good to see that Nikon is trying to stay on top of these kind of things. It definitely would not be fun to set your native language on your camera and then have issues with characters being misrepresented or not rendering properly so that you can't make heads or tails out of the menu options as you're trying to scroll through them. So it is good to see that Nikon is trying to stay on top of things like that and take care of their consumers. Good job, Nikon. What to expect next from Nikon. Now, this was published on Nikon Rumors on August 31st, 2020. After the latest Nikon Z5 and Nikkor Z24-50 f4-6.3 announcements, here is an updated list on what to expect next from Nikon.
cameras, a new Nikon Z30 camera, which is an entry-level APS-C model that will be positioned under the current Z50, a new Nikon Z6S and Z7S mirrorless full-frame cameras, Nikon Z8 and Nikon Z9, it could just be one camera, not sure if the name will be Z8 or Z9, rumored to have a new 60-megapixel sensor that will be able to shoot full-resolution images at 14 frames per second mechanical shutter with AE and AF. If this is true, it poses the question, is this model going to be the Nikon D6 equivalent in a Z-mount? I think Nikon still believes that the performance of the D6 cannot be replicated in a mirrorless camera, but I could be wrong. The Nikon D850 replacement will have similar features and specifications as the upcoming Z8. The D850 replacement versus the Z8 will be like the D780 was relative to the Z6. The high-end mirrorless Z camera will be announced before the Nikon D850 replacement. The Nikon D850 replacement is not expected in 2020, but possibly in 2021. Now, as far as lenses go, Nikon plans to have 24 different Z-mount lenses by the end of 2021. The next upcoming Z lenses are the Nikkor Z 50mm f1.2 S lens, which will be a massive solid lens with a lot of glass elements inside, similar in size to the Nikkor Z24-70 mm f2.8 S. The 50mm f1.2 lens may also have the knocked nomenclature, Nikkor Z 50mm f1.2 S knocked lens. The Nikkor Z 14-24 f2.8 lens, smaller and lighter than the F-mount version, 105mm filter thread on the end. The new Nikkor Z24-105 f2.8-4 S and Nikkor Z100-400 mm f4-5.6 VRS lenses could still be released at the end of 2020. The 200-600 mm and 105 mm macro Z lenses are coming in 2021. Now in other items, the D500, D5, D850 DSLR cameras will get firmware updates for CF Express memory cards just like the Z6 and Z7. No idea why this has been delayed, it would be a good idea for Nikon to come up with a statement and release it sometime soon. So it looks like there's still definitely some exciting things coming from Nikon. I'm still a little bit worried that Nikon's going to end up going the way of the dinosaur just because as a company they've been hemorrhaging cash for quite a few years now i am excited for them to see that they're planning more camera bodies and lenses i just don't know if it's going to be too little too late i guess we'll have to wait and see i hope not because i do you know i always root for these camera companies especially canon and nikon because they've been around for over a century apiece and i really hate to see one of them fall you know into non-existence but We'll have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully, they'll keep chugging along and, and maybe get to the point where they become profitable again. I'm, I'm rooting for them, even though I'm not a Nikon shooter, just because I'm a nice guy and I hate to see any company go out of business. Update. Viltrox does have a 20mm f1.8 full-frame mirrorless lens for Nikon Z-mount. Now, this was published on August 30th, 2020. As several readers already have commented on my last Viltrox post, Viltrox does offer one lens for Nikon Z-mount, the 20mm f1.8, currently in stock at Amazon for $399. Not sure why Viltrox replied the way they did to a reader. I have already covered that lens in great detail in the past. Here's everything you need to know on the only Viltrox mirrorless lens for Canon Z-mount. 
Here are a few YouTube videos of the Viltrox 20mm f1.8 full frame mirrorless lens for the Nikon Z mount. Um, the rest of the information here is images and technical specs as well as marketing materials and as usual I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself as well as check out the YouTube videos on the lens. So uh, it looks like Viltrox does have the 20mm f1.8 for the Nikon Z mount although it is currently the only Z mount lens that they offer. At least they do have something there. And 20 millimeters is a really good focal length. I like to use uh, 20 millimeters from time to time myself. It can be handy, especially for landscapes. New Per Gear 35 millimeter f1.2 manual focus APS-C mirrorless lens for Nikon Z mount. Pergear has a new 35mm f1.2 manual focus lens for Z-mount that is already in stock at Amazon for $109. Note that this is an APS-C lens that will work with the Nikon Z50 camera or with the Z5, 6, and 7 in crop mode. Pergear has already, already has another APS-C lens for Nikon Z-mount, the 7.5mm f2.8 fisheye. Per gear 35mm f1.2 lens specifications and a sample photo and additional product images are as follows for the specifications. Lens construction, six elements in five groups, 35mm format equivalent. Max aperture is f1.2, minimum aperture is f22. Number of blades, 10, rounded diaphragm opening. Focus range, approximately 25cm or point, uh, 0.8 feet to infinity. External dimensions, 048.0 uh, millimeters by 53 millimeters. Weight excluding cap and hood, approximately 210 grams. Filter size is 43 millimeters. I have one sample photo taken with the new lens, which I'll, is included in the article for this. Uh, the link in this article, and I'll post that in the show notes. There are some additional product photos uh, of the lens itself. So it does look like an interesting lens. Now, again, this is for APS-C only, so you can mount it on the Z6 and 7, but it will automatically shift those cameras into APS-C mode. So keep that in mind. The Nikkor Z70-200 f2.8 VRS lens and Z teleconverters are now shipping. This is as of August 28, 2020. Uh, the new Nikkor Z70-200 f2.8 VR lens and the Z teleconverters are already shipping to pre, uh, existing pre-orders. Several discussions of the new products are already ongoing at the Nikon Z mirrorless cameras Facebook group. I have not seen the lens and teleconverters in stock anywhere, but this may change you can check availability at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Focus Camera, Park Camera, Wex, Calumet, and Camera Canada for the 70-200. The Nikkor ZTC at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Focus Camera, Park Cameras, Wex, and Calumet. More photos of the Nikkor Z70-200 f2.8 VR lens are included in this article. And I will share the link to this article in the show notes for this episode so that you can check out all the photos for yourself. So it is exciting that uh, Nikon is finally shipping their 70-200 f2.8 uh, VR lens for the Z-mount and their tele-extender. Now, I am curious um, if the tele-extender works with this lens. Yes, it does. Okay, so Nikon did something right. And Canon, if you remember from previous episode when I talked about the Canon RF mount teleconverters coming out, Canon really pissed me off 
because they made their teleconverters only compatible with a handful of their RF mount lenses. They totally left out the 70 to 200 and the 24 to 105 L lenses, which really, really rubbed me the wrong way. Because um, it would be nice to have the 1.4 or the 2X teleconverter to use with those lenses for the rare occasions when you want a little bit more reach and you don't want to invest in a in the 70 to 200, which is expensive, or some of the bigger telecon uh, telephoto lenses that'll be coming out from Canon down the road, it would be nice to have that option, but they decided to spit in our faces, so to speak, and make their teleconverters only compatible with two or three lenses at this time, mostly the 600 and 800 millimeter with F11 fixed aperture, which Makes no sense to me because why anybody would want a 1600 millimeter lens that can only do f22? I'm I'm still scratching my head about that one. And that is it for the Nikon rumors this week. Now let's shift over to Fuji rumors. Leaked additional Fujinon XF50 f1.0R WR images mounted on the Fujifilm XT4 and the X Pro3. A kind source passed us additional images of the upcoming Fujinon XF 50mm f1.0 lens. This time you can see it mounted on the Fujifilm X-T4 and the Fujifilm X-Pro3. Announcement is sometime tomorrow, September 3rd at 1am New York time, hence 10pm in San Francisco of September 2nd. Of course there will be an epic live blogging uh, uh, only here on FujiRumors.com. Feel free to join us. The Fuji XF50 you can buy coming September 3rd at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. And there are some interesting images of the lens as well as the lens mounted on those two bodies. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. But this is definitely an exciting new lens that looks like Fuji is getting ready to release for the XF50. I really wish they would release some more lenses for the GFX mount. Uh, medium format mirrorless bodies, but uh, it looks like Fuji tends to spend all of their time concentrating on their XF stuff for their X-Trans APS-C mirrorless bodies, so I guess I'll just have to go without. Fujifilm launches Fujinon Promista 19-45mm T2.9. Fuji has officially launched this lens. This is the third lens of the lineup. The other two are the Fujinon uh, Promista 28-100 T2.9 and the Fujinon Promista 80-250 2.9-3.5. Below you can read the full press release for the Fujinon lens. The press release, uh, Fuji announces the launch of this wide-angle zoom lens joining the Promista series of zoom lenses for cinema cameras. Natural image quality with little distortion throughout the entire zoom range supports the efficient production of high quality video tokyo september 2nd 2020 fujifilm incorporated president kenji tsukino is pleased to announce the development of the wide angle zoom lens promista 19 to 45 millimeter t 2.9 with a focal length of 19 to 45 millimeters it will be the third model to join the promista series of zoom lenses for cinema cameras that support large format sensors and deliver outstanding image quality high resolution natural and beautiful bokeh and rich gradation with hdr 
high or high dynamic range. The Promista 19 to 45 effectively reduces the distortion that tends to occur when shooting at wide angle focal lengths. A natural image with little distortion is achieved throughout the entire zoom range, uh, lightening the burden of correcting video after shooting and allowing high quality video to be created more efficiently. The Promista 19 to 45 is scheduled for release in early 2021. In recent years, there has been an increase in the adoption of cinema lenses equipped with large format sensors capable of delivering beautiful bokeh and rich gradation at sites, producing high quality videos such as for Hollywood movies. While prime lenses, which, has out, which have outstanding optical performance, are regularly used among lenses compatible with large format sensors, there is a growing demand for zoom lenses, which has both the ability to efficiently capture images without the hassle of having to frequently change lenses and shoot high-quality images. In response to such demand, Fujifilm released both a standard and telephoto zoom lens as part of the Promista series of zoom lenses for high-performance cinema cameras equipped with large format sensor in 2019. The series has been praised by professionals of video production for its edge-to-edge sharpness and wide range of focal lengths for exceptional convenience. The newly developed Permista 19-45 is a wide-angle zoom lens that covers focal lengths from 19 to 45 millimeters with a constant T-stop of 2.9. Featuring large diameter spherical lens elements and a unique zooming system, the lens achieves an astonishing level of edge-to-edge sharpness. Additionally, the distortion is effectively reduced throughout the entire zoom range, even at the widest focal length. Furthermore, compact design and overall length of 230 millimeters and a weight of 3.3 kilograms and excellent robustness have been achieved. These are accomplished through mechanical design perfected with simulation technology cultivated over many years and production technology for assembling parts processed in the order of microns with high precision. The new zoom lens can be utilized for handheld shooting using a Steadicam 4 or high-angle shooting using a crane. Similar to the standard and telephoto zoom types, the Promista 19-45 supports Zeiss Extended Data, which can record lens metadata 5 when shooting supporting efficient video production. Fujifilm will be launching this product in early 2021, expanding both the Promista series lineup and the shooting range for high-quality video. Fujifilm has led the cinema industry since its foundation in 1934 to achieve domestic uh, production of photographic and motion film picture, uh, picture films in Japan. The company's products are widely praised by cinematographers around the world, including the development of high-performance cinema zoom lenses, winning the Emmy Award by the American Academy of Television, Arts, and Sciences in 2017. Fujifilm will continue to tap into optical high-precision forming and assembling technologies that have been nurtured in the field of cutting-edge video production to develop a wide range of lenses, thereby addressing the diverse needs. And that is definitely interesting. It sounds like Fuji is really getting serious with having more flexibility in cinema lenses, so that's definitely exciting for uh, the professional videography production companies, whether they're doing Hollywood films or TV shows or whatever the case may be. This is definitely some exciting news for those folks, and I'm sure this lens will will be super popular once it's released in early 2021. Next up, new Fujifilm camera registered and coming October 16th. Nokashida spotted the registration of a new Fujifilm camera, the FF. 200001 
Quote, Fujifilm's digital camera has passed FCC certification equipped with Wi-Fi, 802.11BGN, and Bluetooth, same RF module as the X-Pro3 model number, WM-BN-BM-26 underscore A underscore FF3. He designated uh, the designated date for public disclosure of the certified material is October 16th, 2020. This is a list of model numbers of Fujifilm wireless parts, which is not very helpful. Um, and I'm not going to read them all off. I'll include a link to this article in the show notes. It's obviously not the Fujifilm X Pro 4 that I can say for sure. That I can say for sure. If you want to know what it is, we invite you to stay tuned on FujiRumors.com. You can follow Fuji Rumors on Patreon. Facebook, Instagram, RSS feed, YouTube, Flipboard, and Twitter. So it'll, we'll have to wait and see exactly what this new camera might be. More than likely, it's um, an X-mount series camera. I highly doubt it's going to be a new GFX body. I don't think Fuji's planning to release a new medium format mirrorless body anytime soon, but I could be wrong. But more than likely, this will be another X-mount body. And finally, moving on to Sony rumors for this week, Sony officially teases the new FX6 E-mount camcorder. Back in March, I reported first about this camera, and now it's official. Sony is teasing the FX6 on their Cinema Line page. Sony has not announced the specs as of yet. So this is definitely a new item that is coming from Sony. This is a teaser video of their entire FX line, including the new FX6. And I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can watch the video for yourself. This is the press text that only shortly mentions the FX6. Quote, Sony today announced the launch of Cinema Line, a new series of new camera products for content creators, which will bring together Sony's expertise in image quality, attention to detail, technology, and passion in digital cinema. Cinema Line will deliver not only the coveted cinemagraphic look cultivated through extensive experience in digital cinema production, but also the enhanced operability and reliability that meet discerning creators' various needs. The new series will extend beyond basic cinema camera and professional camcorder form factors. In 2000, Sony released the groundbreaking HDW-F900, uh, marked the beginning of digital cinema history as the world's first 24-frame digital cinema camera. Venice and other products followed in response to countless dialogues with cinematographers and image creators. Exist existing products in the Sony range will form part of the cinema line, including Venice and FX9. Venice has become a first choice for digital movie production, and the FX9 has an outstanding track record in documentary production. The next step is a new model that will appeal to a wide spectrum of visual creators. Sony will be releasing and shipping the next edition to the range, the FX6 camera, by the end of 2020. Each of the Cinema Line cameras will evolve, will evolve with users' feedback. The FX9 version 3 upgrade, available in 2021, will see the addition of the S700 PTP, allowing remote control of Sony's camera, a center scan mode for Super 16mm lens, and B4 lens support with its adapter, as well as other features. In parallel, as of November 2020, the Venice camera will see a couple of additional features in its V.0 uh, V version, which will improve its operability and broadcast in live environments. Quote, at Sony, we celebrate and have the deepest respect for filmmakers, cinematographers, and storytellers. With Cinema Line, we're uh, tapping into our DNA 
from both the film industry and digital imaging prosumer market and combining it to develop new creative tools. This line of products will enable creators to push their creative boundaries further and capture the emotion in each and every frame, says Klaus Pfeiffer, head of Connected Content Acquisition, Media Solutions, Sony Professional Europe. So that is definitely an interesting article. It looks like uh, Sony is getting ready to release a new cinema camera of their own. So, man, we have a lot of cinema news this week uh, from Canon and as well as Fuji and Sony. So uh, it looks like there's definitely a lot of exciting things coming in the cinema world. Rumor, new Sony A7C. Yes, it has a 24 megapixel sensor and comes with a new compact pancake zoom kit lens another trusted source confirmed and added the following sony a7c specs fully movable lcd screen eye tracking and video 24 meg, uh, megapixel matrix pro, uh, sensor body like the a6600 new lens included something like a 24 to 60 4 5 to 5 6 no source doesn't remember the exact specs i also got more info about this new pancake zoom Quote, the new lens uh, from, the set is, uh, from the set is to have a construction similar to that used in the Nikkor 24-50, so the lens is compact in resting form. In order to use it, you have to pull it out with the appropriate button lock. Here is a look at the Nikon lens, which is the Z24-50 f4-6.3, and I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so you can get an idea for yourself. The Sony a7C specs that we know so far... In mid-September, Sony will announce the new A7C entry-level full-frame compact camera, similar to the A7 III specs with a 24-megapixel sensor. It has the same A7S III fully articulating screen, body size of the A6600 with EVF in the corner. The camera will be marketed for vloggers and YouTubers. Battery is the NP-FZ100. USB is Type-C. It has a single SD card slot. It has both a mic in and headphone jack, Wi-Fi, 11A, B, G, N, and AC, as well as Bluetooth. Price will be above the A7 III at €2,100. New lens line will be announced soon. The compact lenses will have the code V. The first lens will be a compact travel zoom, something like a 28-60, F4, 5-5-6, and similar to the Nikkor Z24-50. So that is definitely interesting that um, Sony is getting ready to release a mirrorless full-frame super compact camera. We'll have to wait and see uh, what all it does actually have when it comes out, if it is released. But it definitely sounds exciting for those of you out there that are Sony shooters. It might be something that you want to check into. It does sound like an exciting camera. Next up, Sony officially announces the new LA-EA5 adapter. The Sony LAEA5 A mount to E mount adapter is shipping soon. The new adapter is the last, this may be the last A mount product ever announced by Sony. Explorer writes, quote, in for or improved from previous models is the focal plane phase detection AF, as well as the ability to shoot continuously at high speed with AF and AE tracking up to 11 frames per second, as well as use sophisticated real-time eye detect autofocus and real-time tracking modes with a variety of lenses and camera types. This focusing performance is available on SSM, SAM, and even AF lenses that lack in a 
external focusing motors such as the Planar T85mm F1.4ZA or the Sonar T135mm F1.8ZA. And if using an A7R4 or A6600 AF and AE tracking is supported with these mirrorless lenses. The adapter also has a sleeker cylindrical design to fit mirrorless bodies better with an attached vertical grip. And there is uh, videos for this adapter in uh, this article from Sony Alpha Rumors, and I'll go ahead and share this in the uh, show notes for this episode. Pricing and availability, the adapter is available in October 2020 for a suggested retail price of $249.99 U.S. and $329.99 Canada. So look for this to be releasing soon in another month, and you will be able to pick up this new version of A-mount to E-mount adapter for your Sony camera bodies and lenses. That'll definitely be exciting, and as the article suggests, it may be the last A-mount product that Sony ever releases. Um, I know they've transitioned transitioned pretty much everything to their newer E-mount, and they're not going to change that anytime soon, and it just makes sense that this would probably be the last a mount product that sony ever releases and finally just announced the new seinhauser mke 200 ultra compact camera mount directional microphone now there are some videos for this microphone in the article and i'll include a link to the article in the show notes so you can check them out for yourself you can pre-order this microphone now at bnh photo and adorama it does look like it is a nice microphone. It's really high quality. Um, the videos definitely make it intriguing. I might look into the possibility of picking one of these up for myself. Now, it shows that the retail price on Amazon, uh, on B&H, I'm sorry, is $99.95. So that's definitely not a bad price for a high quality directional microphone that's ultra compact. So I definitely might have to check that out myself for my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia video series. All right, that is a wrap of all of the news and rumors in episode 88 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. And to also remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group you can request to join. You have to answer one question to join the group, and that is the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam. Or you can also put the names of any of the guests I've had on the show, whether it's Ruben Naha, Jill Mott, John Harvell, uh, Jeff Harmon, or Brett Bergerum from the Master Photography Podcast. Any of those names will get you in as well. You could also list Ellie Cat, the model and actress, or her partner in, in adventure and her boyfriend, Dan. Wonderful folks, and I was very happy to finally get a chance to get both of them on the show not too long ago. Now, I also want to remind you that the Summer Giveaway Contest is already up and running. You can find the link to enter the contest in the show notes for this episode, as well as on the Facebook group. Uh, the prize this time is a KNF Concepts uh, carbon fiber tripod monoco- monopod combination. And the contest will be wrapping up on October 25th at midnight, going into Sunday, October 26th. The 26th is when the winter winner will be chosen and contacted to so that they can claim their prize now you can also call or text the show at 470-294-8191 with any questions comments or suggestions for upcoming episodes a topic you'd like to hear covered or maybe a guest you'd like me to have on the show and you can also email the show at liam 
at liamphotographypodcast.com. I will see you all again in another seven days for episode 89. Thank you.